The IBM Cloud Platform Cast, coming to you every show with information about new capabilities and releases. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the IBM Cloud Platform Cast. We're your host from the offerings team here at IBM Cloud. I'm Steve Showcat. And I'm Ian Lynch. And today we're joined by our guest speaker from the show, um, Dave Locke. Dave, very welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, Ian, Steve, many thanks for the welcome. Look forward to uh, chatting around IoT. Awesome. So, Dave, you essentially got me kind of hooked on IoT. We met about three years ago when you came and you brought all your different gadgets and showed me how easy it was to connect them all together and especially connect them up to the IBM cloud. So, in my view, buddy, you're probably living the dream job in IBM. But I guess, Dave, over the past couple of years, we've heard so much about IoT and people throwing around an explanation of what Internet of Things actually really means. So, I guess... Really, for our listeners, can you explain a little bit more what it's really about? Yeah. So, so the way I quite like to think about the IoT, uh, IoT is it's really the next evolution of the World Wide Web. If you think about the web as it is today, there are really two participants. There are people and there are web services, where those services can be a bank, a shop, a search engine, a game. So there are billions of people and millions of these services, and we all interact, people interact with these services using browsers, their mobile phones, etc. So people and services are what are on the World Wide Web. What the Internet of Things is, is an extension to that. You have people, services, and things. So a third participant is a thing. And a thing could be anything from a tiny little sensor, maybe monitoring the level of a river, and sending a two, maybe two bytes of data every hour, all the way up to a jet engine that spits out terabytes of data an hour, and it's anything there and in between. It could be a kettle, it could be a car, it could be a telly, fridge freezer. So it's really just an extension of the web. So people, services, and things, and actually having them all work with each other to create exciting outcomes. So Dave, when we say things, okay, do we mean anything essentially with a MAC address or anything technology related? Yeah, so a thing, basically, to be a thing, it really has to, it's got, to, it's got to basically be a device of some shape or form that has a little computer inside of it in some shape or form. It can be a tiny computer all the way up to a big computer. But the key is, if it's going to be an Internet of Things, it has to be connected and it has to be able to connect to other services and it has to be able to talk to people. So basically, a thing to be on the web or to be an Internet of Things has to be a device with some compute capability and the ability to connect and communicate to people and services. So, Dave, you know, we've always had things in the world. What's new? I mean, why is there a sudden explosion, it seems like, in the last couple of years? Uh, now, that is a great question, because actually I've been working in this space for over 20 years. And it's really um, only in the last two years where we've seen the explosion. Um, a lot of it was hype, but actually there's a lot of real reality here. And, and there's a couple of there's a number of things which are called in this explosion. First of all, the old world, things were connected using bespoke protocols. Um, uh, using vendor lock-in. So a lot of the time, take a building as an example, all the things in a building came from the same vendor for managing the building. What we want to do with IoT is open it up so we can actually have lots of things from lots of different vendors working with each other, working with the cloud. So the key, first of all, is the connectivity. It has to use open protocols, like the web uses HTTP. So for IoT, we want to use HTTP and MQTT. So get the connectivity to be open, interoperable, scalable, and secure. So that's the first thing, is how we get things connected has to be open, sharing of data. And then there's a number of three trends which are really driving the explosion on the number of things. First one, 
is what you might expect. If there's going to be billions of things out there, the price has to be right. Simple example that hopefully everybody knows is a Raspberry Pi. It's a, it's a very powerful computer, gigahertz processor, gigabyte of memory, got multiple connectivity mechanisms with Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, um, Ethernet. Uh, but that little computer only costs 25 pounds and it can run a lot of lot of software, a lot of capability on there. So the price has to be right. Pi is an example. Secondly, there's a lot of exciting new technologies. Um, we've got devices now that run with no batteries and no wires. So like a switch, I can press the switch, generate the energy, and it sends a signal to say, hey, the switch has been pressed, and I can now do something based on that. New networking technologies, where low power wide area networks enabled me to run sensors in areas I could never think about before where they can communicate up to 20 kilometers running off a battery for five years. Um, so it's a combination of things. It's the using open techniques plus these three, uh, uh, well, I've talked about two trends so far, price point, um, new technologies, and the third one, and it's the one I love because it basically helps democratize IoT, the technologies have been put in a form factor where you and I, as non-electronic engineers, can actually do build some interesting devices and do proof of concepts ourselves without having to employ a deep electronic expert to do that. So we can buy things and actually build interesting devices. And, and just an example of that, the one we often, um, we, we often show in IBM is the Texas Instruments sensor tag. 13 sensors on a device, take it out the box, power it on, and I can get readings from those 13 sensors in seconds on my mobile phone. And within a few more seconds, I can get that data up to the cloud. So that enables me to build exciting proof of concepts and showcases with that type of device. Absolutely. And Dave, that's really the thing when I met you first that really got me hooked and really made my eyes wide open when I seen the IoT space. It was just how easy you could connect things up. Like you connected up your Raspberry Pi in a couple of minutes and then you connected up an ARM board. And afterwards, you pulled out the, the Texas Instrument Center. It was just incredible how easy and how seamless it was just to connect all those things up, just so quick as well. Um, but Dave, what, what, I'm sure IBM are doing an awful lot more than just connecting devices in. What exactly are we doing in that space? Yeah, uh, so from an IBM perspective, IBM's a big company. So we're actually uh, helping IoT from a number of perspectives. The first one, which I guess is, is probably quite obvious within IBM, but we should say is actually IBM doesn't really make any of the devices, the things, the silicon, the sensors at the edge of the network. So the first thing we've had to do is make it really simple to get the, the things connected up to IBM systems. So actually part of my day job is helping to work with partners, device makers or whatever to get their technology connected up to our Watson IoT platform. So making it easy to connect is the first part and that goes into our Watson IoT platform. The key value proposition in IoT is really actually in the data itself. And actually it's probably worth noting actually, a lot of people talk about data as the new gold, but from an IoT perspective, a really nice analogy is data is the new oil. So if you see oil, when it comes out of the ground, crude oil, it has intrinsic value, but it's no use to you, uh, me, Steve, Ian, etc. It, it, it's only once that oil has been refined that it has into petrol and diesel and other components that it has a value where actually we will pay a premium for it. So data from sensors is really the same. Data coming from a, a sensor might be accelerometer data, it might be temperature, humidity, pressure. In its raw form, it has intrinsic value, 
but it's only when that data has been refined into a creative business outcome that we get value. So IBM's real value is once we get that data up into our IoT platform, we can then hand it off to other services to help refine the data to create business outcomes. And if we delve down just a little bit more, so our IoT platform runs in IBM's cloud platform, which is Bluemix. And Bluemix is about making it easy to create IoT or cloud solutions. You take our IoT platform, you compose it together with lots of other services like data mobile services, analytics services, and cognitive services. So that's the next level up. We provide an armory of components to enable people to create interesting IoT solutions. And then there's another part of IBM, which is actually using that armory to create our own industry-specific solutions. So we're already focusing on a number of industries, from manufacturing, from automotive, from insurance, and connected white goods, connected products. So we're attacking it from many angles, um, but enabling all different, all different types of um, people to actually join us on that journey at different parts of that stack. You know, cool. I like, I like what you said there, Dave. Data is the new oil, but I think, as you said, it's important that it gets refined. And you talked about how, you know, you can refine it with various uh, services from the cloud platform, and then you can build industry apps on top of that. Uh, you know, just in for a moment, can you just, Give one example of what maybe a client is doing with it. Just any one client in any one industry, if you can. Sure. Well, let, let, let me give you a, a couple of examples. Because um, what IoT is, again, a, a nice analogy of IoT, it is, it, it's all about innovation, enabling innovation, enabling business transformation. So the old IBM, we, we, we typically work predominantly with the really big customers, the really big companies. But actually IoT is changing all that. We're actually starting to work with anyone from garage entrepreneurs all the way up to large scale line of business. And we're helping them evolve their business to create new business outcomes. So one of, the, one of my favorite um, companies actually is just down the road from IBM Hursley. It's a company called PhotonStar. Two years ago, um, basically, they were a hardware company, so they um, made uh, LED light, um, lighting control units, and they also had a, a catalog of lots of different lighting components, and they, they sold that via their catalog. Um, they wanted to change, uh, grow their business model, so they started working with us after they heard about this thing called IoT. Within a year of work, starting to work with them, they had their first SaaS offering, which was lighting as a service. So now they'll sell you all the lighting units, the hardware, but that lighting is now connected and it's connected up to a cloud service in IBM's um, Bluemix platform using the IoT platform. And it enables them to, to fully control and manage the lights to know when they need to be replaced, etc. So that was within one year of starting to work with us. They then realized, hey, we've got connected lighting so we've got power for the lights. We've got connectivity to the IoT platform. Why don't we add additional sensors? So now they've extended their offering to add additional sensors like uh, temperature, humidity, CO2, motion, occupancy, um, noise, sensors. So they've gone now from hardware to lighting as a service to building management as a service. So that took another year, but now they actually have the ability to put lots of capability into buildings. And they're, they're actually focused on small buildings. They're not trying to take over the world here because most small buildings do not have a building management system. 
So they've grown uh, from literally a hardware company into a building management company as a service within two years. And I find that really exciting. And that's what these underpinning technologies and platforms have enabled. So that, that's a, an example of a, of a small company. But then we can take another example. Um, it's actually one of the first companies I started working with in, in IBM from within our Watson IoT business unit, that was Kone. So Kone, um, basically they make um, elevators, escalators and access control points. And we started working with them and they, they, they started talking about their vision of rather than being the best elevator manufacturer in the world or the best escalator manufacturer in the world to being the best people flow company in the world. Because if you think about it, they control all the pinch points in a building, the access control, the escalators, and the elevators. So what we've been doing with them is basically instrumenting, connecting up all of those uh, of, their, of their hardware, so it's now fully connected, and they're building a lot of exciting business outcomes from that. So now they can actually get information about how people are moving through the building and to help optimize it. So that's where they wanted to go to. They're starting to do that but they've also can now remotely monitor everything. They can use predictive analytics to make sure they can determine something's going to break before it actually breaks. Because if they can determine something is gonna break or there is gonna be some, uh, something happen in the future, they can take an action to prevent it breaking. So that's a really big company. Um, so two, what I would refer to as two good examples, and there's lots of others all the way in between the small guys up to the, through the big guys. So Dave, it's kind of fair to say that Steve maybe have asked the wrong question there. It's more to the case really of what can't you do with IoT because from what you're describing, literally we can connect up the whole world. It's going to take time, of course, but that's essentially where we're going with it, right? In principle, absolutely. If you, again, if all the analysts are predicting there's going to be many, many billions of things connected. I don't really mind how many billions, but I think as long as we can get things connected in the right way and that is following the model of the web there is massive potential out there if we go back to the old world of connecting things up in more of a vendor locking closed bespoke type system then actually it won't move forward so dave let's say that we wanted to connect the world a little bit faster and we wanted to reach out to some of the makers out there or even any of the hobbyists or anyone doing anything related to iot really from the whole spectrum what you're saying but where would we go where would we go to find out some more okay for well certainly from an ibm perspective we've got um, a number of sites uh, which hopefully provide enough information to enable you to get started without even having to talk to an IBM techie. And again, that's really is why I love this space. When I, for many years in IBM, you had to have an IBM technical specialist work with you to, to basically help you create your business outcome. But there's a big sea change going on. Uh, and a lot of the technology um, we're building now together with our partners is basically is it self-enabling so you don't need a specialist to help you build what you're doing of course we're more than happy to provide that um, extra help so there's a couple of places really to start if you want to um, if, if you're starting on the device side and wanting to build up and create a connected service then a couple of good places you can go to ibm's main iot website www.ibm.com iot and there's a lot bunch of good information on there but actually what we've done is created a community-driven site, which is our developer works recipe site, where we're getting lots of people's examples of how to get things connected. 
And that can be from a raw sensor through a device, a gateway, a new network type. So what we're trying to do is, is make it community driven, make it so people can publish how to do things so that other people can take that build on top of that and create these really interesting outcomes. And I think you mentioned it, um, Ian, the reason I love it is actually what we're doing, and not, this isn't just IBM, this is IoT as a whole, it really is a value to a whole wide audience from kids because we can get kids excited and, and it's not just basic computing now, you can get things to move, to light, to, to light up, uh, et cetera. It's for garage entrepreneurs. It's for home hobbyists. And, but more importantly, if you like, it's for the businesses. We enable anyone from small businesses up to large-scale lines of business to get started very quickly. And I think one thing I would say is it's not like the old world where it might take between coming up with an idea to two years to actually get to the point where you can actually take it to market. Because of the change in technology, we're enabling um, people to actually get started very quickly to try their ideas out, to put their toe in the, in the water, to see basically whether people like their idea. And that's where the notion of things like the Kickstarter and Indiegogo projects, people can try ideas, they can build a proof point, and they can test the market. And Indiegogo and Kickstarter are just a good way to test the market as a startup. So Dave, I guess one last thing before we let you go today. Um... I have one question, I guess it's for all the makers out there. What is your favorite IoT device? One device, Dave. If you could only take one oh, device switch into space, oh, what would it be? Now that's, that's not a fair question. I got lots of devices that I, I, I love to play with. Um, if it was one device just for the general audience, if you like, the, the wider audience to actually get started with, then I think the Raspberry Pi, because it is amenable to anybody uh, from, as I say, school kids all the way through. And you can do some really powerful stuff to it, create, connect all sorts of interesting things. Absolutely. So I think if there's one device, I would have to say it's the Raspberry Pi in terms of what you can do with it, the price point and, and, and the wide range of audience that can actually do things with it. And there's so much content out there as well on Raspberry Pis. David, I have to agree with you. David Locke, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a blast. And guys, for myself and Steve, thanks for joining in. See you next time on the IBM Cloud Platform Cast. Cheers, all.